This episode has been made possible by the BCL Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcltrail.ca. When you can move back to your community, the best thing you can do is open a brewery, right? Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I profile the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If you've been enjoying this podcast series, or if this is your first time here, I do hope you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. It doesn't cost you anything, and you'll never miss an episode. A few months ago in the spring, I was in Penticton attending and being part of the judges panel for the Okanagan Festive Ales. While there, I stopped in to say hi to some friends of the podcast who were in the process of opening their own brewery. Like many stories I've encountered while making this podcast series, things don't always go according to plan. The brewery had to change their name for various reasons a few days before my visit, but now they are fully open and operational. So here's my conversation with Slackwater Brewing. My name is Chris Vandenberg, and I am the brewmaster of Slackwater Brewing. And I am Liam Payton, general manager and marketing manager for Slackwater Brewing. So, uh, yeah, we are here. It is uh, Festive Ales weekend. Um, You guys aren't open yet, but we're sitting on your soon-to-be lovely patio. It's Um, quite a nice day out right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming up nice. It was raining all yesterday and all morning. But. Yeah, well, like I flew in from Vancouver and uh, we took it all from you. So perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love sunshine in the Okanagan. Um, so uh, we're here, uh, Slackwater. It's uh, a soon-to-be brewery. Uh, you are going to be brewing next week, right? That is the plan. No, no, the time should it, be the day. It is April 11th uh, when we're taping this. So. Yeah, so Tuesday, huh? Yeah, you can hold me to it. <laughs> I'll be there uh, Instagramming him the second he matches in, so hold us to it next Tuesday. Okay. I've, uh, the whole brewery is, is operational as of this week, and so I've been cleaning and passivating all of the tanks kind of nonstop around the clock. Right. And I'm going to apologize to the listeners that it's made me a little bit loopy. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, for a kind of a hopefully an easy question for you then, Chris, uh, how did beer find you? That is a great question. I actually have to give uh, credit to my partner, Cleo Neville. We met about 10 years ago, and she was making cider mm-hmm. in a little punk house in East Van. Right. And uh, I, I gleaned some things off of her. I was working as a mental health worker on the downtown east side, uh, and that job got a little stressful for me. And by then, I had forayed into, uh, into wine and beer as well as on the homebrew scene. So I decided to pursue my other passion and... Ended up taking a job uh, working in the warehouse of Parallel 49. Right. So the first job in the industry there, and uh, did you move around at all in the lower mainland? Yeah. So I, I started in the warehouse at Parallel 49, moved my way up to working on the bottling line, uh, and I was sort of running the bottling line by the time I left. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
wanted to move into the brewer position and Postmark was hiring. So I jumped over there, mm-hmm. brewed there for a few years. And uh, most recently I've been at Powell working with Dave Boquette, who's just been yeah. an absolutely amazing experience. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Liam? How did beer find you? I was definitely pouring pints a few years earlier than I should have been in the UK, mm-hmm. back in little country pubs when I was 16. It's a, a big love for old Cascales. I used to work in these awesome little quaint bars that only had just big, beautiful old brick cellars full of Cascales. It was awesome. Um, moved over here, kind of continued to bartending a little bit. Um, really just kind of got into BC's offerings rather than the big crap I was having as a little ski bum when I moved here. And then that kind of just, I don't know, spread a little bit. I uh, had the opportunity to start the, the beer fest up in Whistler and then that kind of got me tied in with the industry a bit and then it's just kind of kept growing and here here we are starting a brewery. Yeah, and here we are in Penticton. Uh, so why Penticton? <laughs> My wife's from Penticton. So uh, the uh, the idea for the brewery came about five years ago between myself uh, and Kelsey, my, my now wife. Um, she's from here. We kind of always had the idea of moving back and settling here. Ultimately, we were in Whistler and then Vancouver for a few years. And, you know, it's just such a nice pace of life out here. It's a lot nicer than being in the city, as fun as it can be out there. But yeah. Uh, yep. As well as, you know, opportunities for a brewery out here. There's some fantastic local breweries out here, but it's nowhere near as saturated as it is on the coast. And uh, there's a huge community vibe out here that we really, we really dig. Yeah, because Penticton seems to really be growing in the beer scene. Um, Heard this morning there's going to be seven. So There'll be seven once neighborhood's up for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then just right up the road is Kelowna, which... Also seems to be blowing, blowing up. up. Yeah, so. there's rumors. There's another one coming on the Narramatta bench. There's a couple of cideries popping up now. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Not to mention the vineyards that are already here. So right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when people ask, like, "Oh, is there not too many breweries already?" It's like there's about 140 wineries, and yeah. <laughs> right about that. <laughs> I I have to admit that I had never been to Penticton until I met Liam and Kelsey, which okay. was about a year and a half ago, and they invited me out for a couple of weekend trips to come see what was happening, mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with it right away. And I I talked to Cleo, my partner, and and we decided that it was the right move for us, and. All Here right. we are. All right. <laughs> so uh, what is the uh, marching orders then for Stillwater? What do you hope to achieve here? What are Stillwater. You gonna... Slackwater. <laughs> Slackwater. <laughs> Slackwater. See, you change the name so quick on me. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Confuse lots of Fast people, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, Stillwater, uh, what are the... Slackwater. Uh, slack... <laughs> I See, do love yes. Stillwater. Rocky. Yes, yeah, Stillwater. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That, that, yeah. That's why it's stuck in my head. Not complaining. There we go. Take three. <laughs> Don't sue us. Sweetwater. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I almost did it again. Slackwater. Uh, what is the what? What do you guys hope to uh, you know? What's your mission statement here when it comes to beer? Uh, well, my mission statement when it comes to beer specifically is I love working with what's around me. It's really easy to bring ingredients in from all over the place but like we have such a a beautiful amount of things to work with here i mean we can work with the wineries we can work with the cideries there's all sorts of local produce vegetation spices you know they got those summerland sweets yeah exactly (laughs) right um so i want to sort of keep things i want to i kind of i hope that the okanagan sort of develops a terroir which is sort of interesting so we want to we're, we're going to be doing, you know, every style under the sun over the next couple of years, but we want to focus on a lot of cool barrel things too. And, you know, sours and saisons that are inspired by the local environment. So that's, that's what I like to do in a beer. I like to work with what I have. And so being a uh, Mr. Marketer, uh, what's, what's the concept of the branding? What is that going to look like? We're trying to keep it 
like fun and vibrant and kind of organic natural feel to it. We've tried to stay within our existing brand system and keep that kind of moving. That's why it was so hard to try and find a plan B name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original was kind of inspired um, when I met my wife. Who I was extremely stressed with work. She kind of took me out back and taught me how to fly fish up in like sea to sky country. And that was awesome you know that was my early memories of that relationship is just going awesome places fishing drinking amazing beer and we kind of wanted to draw that into the inspiration for what was hatchery what is now Slackwater brewing but yeah just again play off uh, the waterways the rivers the lakes all the kind of stuff that brought us together originally and what we like doing in our in our spare time which is few and far between right now yeah because <laughs> uh, you guys have been renovating this place in september right yep is that what you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, me and uh, me and chris we've seen some lots of lots of fun stuff behind the walls lots of throwing sledgehammers around all right so we're we're at mid-april now uh what's the uh hopeful target here we are still like our our contractors our architects us from marketing standpoints lead time on materials etc we are looking pretty positive for the very end of may start of june right now okay okay so we already started gearing up hiring and uh and you're brewing next week. We're so. brewing, brewing next, next week. week. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Right. And uh, so, how many taps uh, are you expected to have there behind the bar? And we're gonna have well, we're gonna have I believe twelve taps behind the bar. At least eight of which will be our beers, and we will be bringing in cider and uh, guest taps and things like that. So yeah, and we we do have the. Uh, the luxury of a liquor primary license from the previous use of this venue as well. It used to be a nightclub, so we're working with a bunch of really cool local cideries and wineries, so we'll have a, a pretty decent wine list. We've got a pretty fantastic kitchen on as well, but yeah, 12 taps. We want to keep at least eight of those on ours, some nice rotators. I'm in conversation with Slackwater Brewing. We'll get back to them in a moment, but first, part of the reason why I started this podcast series was to explore my own backyard. British Columbia is a big place, and it can be a bit daunting trying to organize your own adventure. Luckily, though, the BC Ale Trail has made it easy for you to plan your next trip. At bcaletrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries to explore different regions of the province, including Penticton, and a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC. There's a calendar with beer events and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with outdoor activities and the supernatural landscapes that surround them. So, whether you're planning a weekend trip, or being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcltrail.ca. And thanks for supporting this podcast episode, guys. All right, let's jump back into conversation with Slackwater Brewing. And now, and since we're in the construction phase, you haven't opened yet, um, do you guys have a, a sustainability plan of like just for you know, just recycling and just taking care of resources. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the the general basic stuff. We, you know, heat exchangers, repurchasing water into the hot liquor tank, things like that. We did install the, a trade waste interceptor. And I think we might be the only only one in the Okanagan right now. Yeah. The only brewery in the Okanagan with the trade waste interceptor. So that's collecting all of our solid matter out of the water system so it can get separated out. We have a team set up in Karameos who has a beautiful, or sorry, Kaledon, who have a beautiful organic farm uh, and they're going to be taking all of our grain uh, for big compost pile and for feed for their animals. And in turn, we'll be hopefully getting some vegetables and meat back from them. Tell them about the, uh, don't they heat their barn or something with the bio heat or something from the fermentation or something? I do, I do believe that they're, they're environmental engineers. And if they're listening, I hope I get this right. But they've <laughs> developed some sort of system where they can harness the heat from the compost pile right. as it sort of rots. Right. That then provides heat for all of their barns and greenhouses. Awesome. 
what are the beers that you're hoping to just come out with out of the gate? Uh, well, I can tell you right now what we hope to do in the first week, which yeah, right. is our uh, our Tightlines Lager, which is a traditional German style Helles. Okay, good that you're brewing it now, so you can let it sit for a few weeks. Yeah, right? it yeah. won't be ready for open. Yeah, uh, but I will. It will be in the tank. Yeah, when we yeah. open. Yeah, just so everybody knows, we have our English Tail Pale Ale, which is uh, it's an Amarillo dry hopped, pretty traditional Northwest style pale ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing our Serenity Saison, which we had at Brewski, and we will have again at Festival, which is a French-style Saison made with organic chamomile and local honey. Ooh. And we have our What the Fog, which is Northeast IPA, uh, which this particular iteration of it is Galaxy and Citra. If anyone had it at Brewski, it was Eldorado and Citra. Okay. Well, I'm a sucker for Citra, so thank Me you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret here. I put a little bit of Citra in pretty much everything. Okay, okay. So that's that's the uh, that's the water, right? That's the water. That's the that's the water. That goes into everything, right? Um, so then on so Citra, favorite hop. Do you have another favorite hop that you like using? Oh, that's a great question. If I had to pick one hop to use, I, I mean, there's so many different kinds of hops and different styles of beer you can make with different hops. Perlay is probably like my favorite hop because it can go in all of your lagers and all your dark beers and it's got that great spicy tone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was going to go for an IPA, I might, besides Citra, because Citra is absolutely number one, mm-hmm. I might go with Amarillo. Okay. But that yeah. changes probably every three to six months. My, my mind changes on that one. So. Right, right. Uh, Liam, what beer are you lo- most looking forward to getting on tap? What's your go-to that you hope to have here? Oh, you know what? It's been so, f- like, since I creeped on Chris on Facebook and asked him if he wants to be part of this, we <laughs> went through 12, 18 months of just super fun Sundays where we just throw stuff on the grill and homebrew a bunch of all these crazy cool ideas and stuff. Definitely any anything hopped. Coming out of Chris's repertoire is like every, every rendition of our pale ales, IPAs, New England IPAs has been freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So definitely looking forward to those. Um, and going back to Chris's comments on trying to work with us, uh, our local, local agriculture and terroir as well. I think both of us share a big affinity for Saison farmhouse style beers that we really want to execute and own out here because... Yeah, we're not on a farm, but look where we are, surrounded by these beautiful orchards, vineyards, yeah, like mountains, like all yeah. this cool stuff out here that, you know, it's kind of waiting to be played with. So that and, as mentioned earlier, old English stuff. We are putting a cask engine in, so awesome. I nice. mean, I mean, you couldn't open your own place without putting one in, right? Like, no, like, <laughs> it's like it was a, it was a firm. It's happening, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going through the exciting part right now, getting all of our breathers and self tilting stillage and uh mm-hmm. getting uh what else we're getting glycol racking for it to keep them going all right but all right we're not, we're not messing around when it comes to casks i'm pretty excited and hopefully no no bar top casts for us no right. bar top casts for us all right uh, we do have a traditional english mile that will be a festival as well okay yes, we're Although, i guess this will air saturday. after that so. just saturday, just okay. saturday. <laughs> all right so all that right. information is irrelevant <laughs> mm, it was delicious yeah. <laughs> future aaron in the edit will tell you how great it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from, uh, aside from uh, a name challenge, uh, what have been some of the greatest challenges that have come up here in this whole process of trying to open? When you take over a pre-existing building, you go a little bit blind. You walk in, you're like, here's a building. It works. You know, they had power for the nightclub. They, they had running water. They had everything. And then you start there's to a try bar. To, yeah. And you start trying to put a brewery in it and you end up throwing most of that stuff out and having to rebuild everything from the ground up. So right. it's, 
there was a a literal money pit when we dug up the dance floor. I'll call the nightclub a money pit. It had a money pit, a money pit in the middle of the floor. We did, when we took up the dance floor, we found a probably three foot hole that was sixteen by oh, at least. twelve by sixteen or something like that. Oh, right in the, it was more like the floor. A, it was like probably like at least four hundred square feet. I think it was the original dance floor, and they'd cut it into the concrete and then put like a triple framed fur dance floor on it for like acoustics and a bit of give when people are dancing. Right. And we just found that. And Not it was, on any of the architectural oh, plans from when the place was built. Like a, mm-hmm. It took us a week to tear that up, and it was horrible work. It was built never to be removed, but we can't quite put tanks on, like, framed wood. Per <laughs> 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 floor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but, I mean, it's all the little things. There's so many licenses and so many permits, and Liam's been an absolute champ basically doing all the legwork and all that to stuff. To be honest, it's been the liquor branch in the city have been so unbelievably fantastic. That has been... the. I know it's a nightmare for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's almost been scarily too straightforward on our behalf. But then again, I, I do have quite a lot of experience with liquor licenses and stuff, so it's yeah. a little easier, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was expecting the worst on that, and it, it turned out the absolute best the I whole mean, way at through. At the end of the day, you need to fill out the form, so and yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have, you don't get a yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> so you better make friends. All right. So um, so apart from past work experience, who else in the province uh, kind of inspires you guys to? kind of get this brewery up and running and in terms of the styles of beer you want to do my biggest inspiration in bc beer that i haven't worked for it would be ian hill from strange fellows every beer that comes out of that place is outstanding (laughs) how about you oh god i don't know i'm slightly biased i before i left vancouver i lived behind main street in brassneck and spent eight nights a week at Brassneck and i yep yep. yeah i know i like i love all the beers that those guys make and uh I guess Nigel being a Brit too, there's quite a bit of British inspiration in some of those beers as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a big Brassneck fan. Yeah. All right, cool. And uh, if somebody was wanting to go down the path of opening up a brewery themselves, what advice could you give them? Don't do it. Run. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them to absolutely do do it, but uh, well, do do it. Um, keep, I, I don't know how to word this. I would just, just do your research. Plot out everything and plan for the worst on everything. And whatever you think it's going to cost, add, I don't know, 10% to it. <laughs> add 50%. <laughs> and then when you get to that, add another 50%. Also, I would highly recommend that if you have the ability to buy a vacant lot, it's probably cheaper to just put up yeah. a brand new building. Right. Yeah. Um, as well, ask. Like, we would be in a completely different scenario if the amazing people at hand, like, uh, uh, I won't even start listing them off because it's such a big list, but brewers and owners that have been through this, they're more than happy to just help and answer the phone or answer an email. And the information and assistance and support we got was unreal. Yeah. Trying to tell our shareholders how collaborative it is with people helping each other. And they didn't believe it until they're in it now. And they're like, holy crap, this is a freak of an industry. Like, why does the competitor want to help you out so much? Like, it's, it's why we're here. We've had help from quite literally all over the country but specifically um like like the the penticton brewers all the other breweries in town have gone absolutely just uh, over the top to help us out on like the littlest things you know what i mean it's we borrowed equipment from cannery we did our first batches for a little beer festival at the ski hill at cannery half our kitchens in storage over at bad tattoo yeah bad tattoo let me uh tinker with their brew house for a day because we, we we bought all of our tanks from Ripley Stainless which is a local fabricator in Summerland and Bad Tattoo has a similar system so they let me basically just get dirty one day for 
Right. For no particular engine. reason. <laughs> Actually, my, my new favorite toy, the cask engine, is a gift from Bad Tattoo. All right. Because they just ceased to use it a few years ago, so. Sweet. Yeah. How awesome is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's outstanding. Penticton is, is great. I mean, brewing in East Van, I was, I was a little bit hesitant to leave East Van because East Van is such a tight community of brewers mm-hmm. and i came here and it's like nothing changed it nothing skipped a beat you know it's it's everyone here is just as tight just as good friends just as willing to help safety meetings <laughs> every other week where all the brewers get together and through the penticton ale trail kim's been doing an absolute phenomenal job at keeping us all up to date and on track with everything together and aligned and it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome Right. Well, congratulations, guys. Uh, Thank you. I mean, you've made it this far, and, and uh, you're going to brew beer next week. And uh, can't wait to come back and visit when you guys are actually open. So. Yeah, I hope you get the, a real beer one of these days. Re- well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have a pseudo beer this weekend yeah. at, at Fest I mean, of Ales. really but. beer. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, but it's not on that fancy new system you That's just showed right. me. Yeah. So, yeah, which I just can't wait yeah. to get my hands on. All right. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, Aaron. Huge thank you to the team at Slackwater for their time. It was great seeing everybody in the construction phase, and I cannot wait to go back and visit. And since I'm future Aaron here, as mentioned in the interview, the beers were fantastic at Festive Ales. I'd really like to thank the team in Penticton at the Tourism Board and also the organizers of the Okanagan Festive Ales. It was a great time out there, and I can't wait to attend next year. I'd love to go back. So yeah, Slackwater Brewing is now open and operational. I hope you get a chance to stop by. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, I do hope you're subscribed in your favorite podcast app. But if you also want to follow us on social media, you can by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. I'm on Twitter at Cascadian Beer. I'm also on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. For more information about this podcast series and this episode in particular, you can go to the website at Cascadian.beer. Big thanks again to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. And thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Have fun, be safe. And until next time, remember, support your local.